Good day, everybody. I'm Mark. I'm Britton. And today we're going to talk about a movie called Nausicaa and the, of the Valley of the Wind. Yeah. I have a hard time uh, yeah, it's, remembering that one. Uh, it's one of the uh, classic Miyazaki films. Um, I think this was... This was from 1984, so this might be one yeah. of his first. It might be, yeah, one of his first, if not the first. So, let's get started. Um, I know that you said that you've seen a butchered version of this uh, when you were younger. Yeah, when I was a lot younger, the the original, what was it, the original uh, uh, domesticated version was just uh, butchered. And uh, from what I heard, uh, like it was to, you know, it was so bad that Miyazaki said, all right, we're not going to... You know, localize another one until you promise not to make it a, a you know, an abortion. Because this is a, this was a, I think like a two-hour movie, just about. Yeah. Um, but you said that the version you had was only like half an hour. Yeah, it was like between a half hour uh, and or forty-five minutes, like at, at the very least fifty minutes. So, uh, so basically. They cut out more than fifty percent of the uh, the movie in order mm-hmm. to, I guess, trim it down and uh, package it for American audiences. Yeah. So this was the first time I've ever I've ever seen it, um, in any shape or form. I didn't know a thing about it going into it. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas I guess you had a little bit of an advantage there on that. Yeah. Um. So my initial thoughts for it, uh, seeing this was also my first Miyazaki film I've ever seen. I played a few of the video games um, that he kind of worked on, Studio Ghibli, but uh, it's like Ghibli or Ghibli. Uh, one of those. Um, I'm not sure. One of the studio film. Uh, so this was my first one actually of his films that I've actually watched, and I loved it. I thought it was fantastic. Yeah, uh, it, he really like the Studio Ghibli films really, uh, and you know Miyazaki's films in particular, like really. Uh, denote the phrase that he's considered the Japanese Walt Disney. Um, so why don't we just give a very brief, I guess, overview of what the plot was. Okay. And uh, you can start. So in the post-apocalyptic future, uh, you know, society has fallen. Mm-hmm. Uh, there were these uh, large, giant uh, humanoid weapons that kind of you know, brought down the, the you know, brought down mankind. Incinerated and, everything. Yeah. And uh, the film takes place about a thousand years later, mm-hmm. and uh, every you know, you know hum- humanity has kind of been blasted back to the the Middle Ages. Well, kind of. There's there's still hints yes. of modern technology. Yeah, some people still have uh, airplanes and yeah. gunships and everything. But for the most for the most part, it, you know, it's you know culturally, it's still the Middle Ages. All right. Uh, where were we? All right. So, basically, mankind has uh, has to come up in the ashes of this new world. And there's some places that are more advanced than others. And the Valley of the Wind, uh, which is, I guess, the main setting of the movie, yeah. is uh, where our princess um, lives, our, our main character lives. And they basically get invaded by, like, one of the, uh, the warmongering kind of... I guess lands, if you yeah. will, or nations or whatever that have all the advanced <clears throat> ships, and they they find this, I, I guess, like beating heart of another one of those giant warrior things. Yeah, that, I, I guess for centuries had laid dormant, and they're like, all right, well, we're gonna grow, regrow one of these giants so that we have it for defensive uh, capabilities and maybe a little tech. I don't know. We'll we'll play it by <laughs> ear. 
And they take uh, our princess and a few other characters away as hostages in like some sort of exchange. Like, all right, we won't murder your village, but we are going to take a few of your hostages. Yeah. And she, their their gunplanes get shot down by Shia LaBeouf, and uh, yeah, and uh, she ends up finding this underground forest where there's like beautiful trees that kind of purify the water under there, mm-hmm. and. This leads to the, um, or this doesn't lead to it, but the, the bad nation is... Bad nation number two. Yeah, they're, they're kind of, uh, like, they're leading this, this swarm of these, you know, giant insects yeah. towards the village, and if they, you know, if the this kind of goes through and their village is destroyed, like, their underground forest is going to be destroyed, and mankind will never, ever have a chance of... Repopulating the earth properly. Yeah, like the the earth will never never heal, and uh, it's mankind extinction. will yeah mankind will die out. So, to her, it's this race against time to get home, and to the uh, clueless idiots, it's just like, oh look what we can do with this giant swarm. Yeah. and that that's basically it in a nutshell. I'm sure there's going to be some spoilers as we go along, but. Uh, yeah, just yeah. there's always spoilers. So what yeah. difference does it make? Uh, the movies from 1984. I think you've had plenty of time to see it. <laughs> Though I, I don't know when the localization was made because it, it's pretty star-studded. It has oh, yeah. Patrick Stewart, it has Uma Thurman, uh, Mark Hamill. It has uh, um, it has Peter uh, not Peter Vincent. It has Jerry Dandridge from Fright Night. Yeah, who may have been one of the best characters. Yeah, in the he movie. he was the the the. He, even even facing death, he was, you know, kind of wry and full of life. Yeah, and I, I actually really liked his character, yeah. despite the fact that he was a douche. And it has one of my favorite voice actors of all time in it, which is Tress McNeil. Yep, Tress McNeil. And she plays this, like, wise old Baba Yaga type uh, witch. And who she's blind, but she wants to die. So, yeah. that, that's yeah. her whole character. Yeah, uh, we have Frank Welker, oh, I think, yeah. uh... Jim I, Cummings. I, Jim Cummings. I, like, I heard Jim Cummings once, but n- I, I didn't hear him a second time. I thought I heard him uh, say a few things that, yeah, like, Oh, the princess, uh, yeah. she comes. <laughs> he, he was voice number three. Yeah. <laughs> Which is really a waste of a Jim Cummings. Ah! He's expensive to do, like, a lot of stuff with, yeah, well, so. Frank Welker is, too, but you have to think, like, you know, there... Yeah, there's a lot of good voices. Yeah, there's a lot, like, you said, they're going, you said, up said, Patrick, yeah. going up against a Patrick Stewart... Uh, you said Uma Thurman also, right? Yeah, Uma Thurman. Um, and I also mentioned Shia LaBeouf. Shia LaBeouf. And, uh, there's, there's actually, I know there's a lot more voices that I'm just forgetting. Yeah. I was like, oh, look at this, look at this. But those are, like, the main ones And the I main remember. ones, like, the, the headlining actors and the voice actors that, uh, that, that we, we've grown to appreciate. So, it's, um, and I, I think I mentioned this while we were watching it, that... Uh, despite you know, despite the fact that this is a, a star-studded cast, like really, nobody was just you know collecting a paycheck. Like everybody no. really uh, put forth all their effort to give it all, you know, give it their all basically. Mm-hmm. Like I said, like I really, um, I do like uh, Jerry Dandridge. That's what I'm gonna call him. <laughs> uh, Chris Sarandon is his real name, but I really do like him as an actor. He's you know a lot of movies I liked from the '80s that he was in, and he was also Jack yeah. Skellington. Oh, yeah, um, I always forget about that. And he just, you know, he was very animated, a lot more animated than I thought he was going to be. Uh, like, hmm, oh, there goes my plans, you know? <laughs> yeah. And, you know, the entire time, like, he, he kind of had that, that wormy, uh, mm-hmm. you know, wormy chancellor. Yeah. Uh, or not chancellor, but wormy, uh, you know, advisor. 
uh, thing going on, and he played that to a T. Like, like, yeah, go ahead. Like, uh, you know, he, and oddly enough, he was also the comic relief of the film, and, and really pulled it off. I, I do want to uh, point out that, like, these things kind of go hand in hand with the fact that everybody is, uh, or all these, you know, voice actors are doing acting for characters which are worth, you know, putting yeah. that effort into. Um, I do remember uh, Patrick Stewart plays this kind of sage swordsman. You know, he's a notorious badass yeah. known throughout the entire world. Because every time people see him, they're like, oh my gosh, it's him, you know. Yeah. And I remember there was a part toward the end where uh, this one ship is being invaded by, like, I guess, Evil Army number three. And, <laughs> and you know, they're pretty much wiping these people out and like here comes Patrick Stewart just come raining down on them just jumping into this ship and I remember both me and you were like oh shit <laughs> he's finally gonna do something and uh yeah this uh and it it, it kind of uh, goes to show like you know a, you know anime in a uh you know in general is not really a you know kind of it, it's kind of a What's the word I'm looking for? A cult, oh. yeah, no, like not not like a cult class, like cult uh, classics yeah. or underground. Yeah. Like it, it's not as mainstream as uh, other forms of media, but for some reason, uh, well, not for some reason, for obvious reasons, uh, like you know, the Miyazaki films tend to um, it, it command that much respect to get some high named, uh, you know, yeah. big named actors involved. Like the the uh, the artwork was beautiful. Yeah. The music was pretty damn good too. Mm -hmm. Um, so there was definitely a very very nice. Yeah. Uh, well, I can't say addition, but a very nice jumping off point for me mm -hmm. for his films. I am actually looking forward to watching some more. I want to watch, you know, some more of his movies because I feel that there's probably even better ones. I've heard like Hal's Moving Castle. That's pretty good. Which I don't know what it is. I just imagine it's a castle that helps you move. Maybe he's got a pickup truck. You know, or it's something the like name that. of his company. Yeah. Hell's Moving Castle. It's like, and, hey, uh, uh, it's like, okay, good. We, you know, um, we have a sofa and a love seat that are pretty heavy. If you want to, you know, maybe put those at a prime prime state. Like, how will we do it for? Because Hal's a a wolf, in my opinion. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I, I imagine he puts on his uh, wizard's hat and dun dun da 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 dun da dun da dun da da and the furniture just moves itself that would be great that would be perfect like you know, like it, you, the, the, you don't even have to hire people you, you, the furniture literally moves itself like i guess when it comes down to like yeah the uh, what was his name uh, yensid uh, that that sorcerer from oh, yeah. sorcerer's apprentice yeah, disney backwards yeah so like he would be great to help move i mean i bet you he's also got a pickup truck yeah <laughs> And if you don't have it, you just have like you have the your furniture just walk down ninety five. You're you're gonna have to. It's gonna be a know, traffic jam. Oh, you have it go on the shoulder. Like, oh, that's and, how you get. That's how you get messy furniture. That's how you get gravel on your yeah. couch. <laughs> that's how you get dirt on it. Like that dirt's not coming <laughs> off. Like you end up like you come home and there's just you know your furniture and maybe like an old tire. <laughs> and some other couch that was left on the side of the road. It's like I like to imagine there's just. There's a uh, there's leg prints, you know, like everywhere when they come in, they arrange themselves like, oh, oh man, <sighs> or uh, like it picked up a homeless man. <laughs> he's like laying on the couch. Yeah, he's like, ah, right, sir, ah, sir, 
because he's got a sword. Um, I mean, if we have if we have all these kind of things, yeah, like, of course. Uh, I guess he lives here now. <laughs> so uh, it's your turn to do dishes. Um, ah! Come on, man. Ah! Do the dishes. Ah. <laughs> he uses as uh, uses like uh, I guess a do rag that he has or a spit rag. <laughs> or no, it's a newspaper. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, you can ink all over it. Ah. Oh, I'm sorry, Your Majesty. It's like uh, now. See, now I imagine. Yeah. Like uh, like you go, you come home from work, and you. You know, or you stay home from work and you like set the table up nice for him. It's like, ah, I'm gonna have a nice, a nice meal with, uh, with old Greasy Bob. And <laughs> yeah, you light the candles and he comes home from a long day of homeless, you uh, know, of panhandling. Yeah, and he puts his, he puts his hat on the hook and he sits down. Ah, so I, I, I made you your favorite. Ah, look, some boiled cabbage and some, uh, and, and beans. We never talk anymore. Is that all you have to say to me? Oh, okay, you're just going to bed now, huh? Where did we go wrong? What happened? What happened to us? What happened to the bright faced young, uh, fresh faced young hobo that I once enjoyed? <laughs> we go to go to um uh, I want to say couples therapy, but like yeah. you know, basically the same thing. Like yeah, same thing, but it's like, like a, hobo it's a, roommate therapy. It, it, it's it's a learned a learned hobo that's under a bridge with a top hat, but the the top of the top hat's flipped, o- flipped yeah, open, like like a soup lid. Yeah. Hey, so uh, what uh, what brings you to here? To well, well, boxcar Joe, it's <laughs> like this. Um, yes, when we first started uh, living together. We had an understanding. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, he, ah, let, let me let him, let him talk. Ah. He crosses his arms. Ah. <laughs> Please do go on. Well, it's the little things, you know. Yes. Uh, I don't know when the last time he tried to stick me up was. <laughs> I don't know when the last time he, you know, that he uh-huh. uh, he made me his own brand of soup. You know, I don't know when the last time is that uh, that we just had a nice a nice meal together. Okay. So first things first, I have to confirm. You two aren't bumblebees in clothing, right? No, no, we're not. You're not bumble- made of bumblebees. We're 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 not made of bumblebees. Because I'm seeing bumblebees right now. We're, and we're, we're not bumblebees. <laughs> okay. Okay. Are you yeah, sure you're not sure? bumblebees? Because that's something a bumblebee would say. Look, I'm not a bumblebee. <laughs> Is stabbing you? No, no, he's got bug spray. Yeah. <laughs> stabbing me would be yeah. awful. Uh, was, uh, he's afraid of bumblebees. <laughs> you, you brought one with you. Now they know where I am. See, I imagine when he sprays me, yeah, because uh, I'm the bumblebee, I guess. Like my legs, you know, I'm upside down. My legs stick up in the air, like like a raid commercial. That's all I got. Oh, okay. There, there was no, there was nothing else in the end of that. So, uh, fine, bumblebee. So I, I, I don't know what what the problem was or who's at fault, but but I think it's now, bumblebee. Now related. I gotta go because there's bees afoot. <laughs> he has to move to a new bridge. Yeah. <laughs> he he uh. Like he collapses his hat 
and folds it and put it puts it in his bindle. <laughs> I imagine it's a nice shiny bindle, like yeah, uh, you know, it, it almost looks like it could be a briefcase, but <laughs> but it, it's not. It, it's one of those. Uh, it's one of those um, you know, aluminum money cases uh, that he just has on a stick that's over his back, over his shoulder. Uh, you see, like, and that's a funny thing. Um, I don't know where I learned the typical like cartoonish, like hobo yeah. thing was. That I always have a bindle, but that is just in my head. You know, what I mean, like, I know that you know homeless people nowadays probably don't use bindles oh they I, I think the you know the shopping cart has definitely advanced the the, <laughs> the standard hobo hobo ho, ho, like that that advanced hobo industries you know by like leaps and bounds like yeah the 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 amount of objects they can carry with them yeah you know has you know quadrupled if not uh you know gone you know orders uh, of magnitude yeah orders increased. of magnitude and I, I think, uh, you know, hobos of, of, of the past would, would be jealous. Well, yeah, of course they would. You see, I think it's a holdover from, like, the Great Depression. It has yeah. to be. Like, Charlie Chaplin, well, that was, yeah, Charlie Chaplin-esque tramp, you know, movies and everything, where he mm -hmm. was, like, you know, always scrounging for that food. Yeah. Uh, and so I think it got, it snuck into those old classic cartoons. Oh, yeah. So, you know, as a kid, you would watch the cartoons and be like, ah, a bindle, of course, yeah. that makes sense. I can get behind that. And, you know, I didn't really know what it was uh, as a kid. I think I, I just thought that, oh, if you're, you're a hobo, that's just a thing you have. Yeah. It doesn't really do anything. It's like a flag. I, um, I think the first time I ever heard the word bindle was in yeah. uh, the Simpsons episode. And that's where I like learned the, the word. The boxing one? Yeah, that's where you're like, oh, he doesn't stop boxing except to check his bindle. That's the first time I heard it. And I was just <laughs> like, you know what? That just, that word stuck with me. Like, yeah, that, that, that makes sense. If... You didn't know what the word bindle meant, and then I said the word bindle, you would automatically, I yeah. think, know, like, huh, I bet you I know what a bindle is now. And, uh, though, you know, though bindles have kind of, you know, gone the wayside in, you know, in, in modern hobo times, uh, it, it does afford, uh, it did afford, like, a lot of more nomad, you know, nomadic travel. Yeah. I mean, don't me wrong. We're not. We're not arguing the uh, the effectiveness of the bindle. The bindle yeah. was a damn good invention. Yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah. I think it was the third invention. It was. It went the wheel, the rope, and the bindle. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> I. I think. You know. I. I want to say that the shopping cart has kind of domesticated things a little bit. Yeah, it's kind of taken away a lot of the uh, the romanticism yeah. of the bindle. Yeah. Like the bindle was only what you needed, and then you'd hop on a box car and. Uh, yeah, away you go to your next adventure. With a song in your heart yeah. and a, a pit in your stomach. I, <laughs> I, I have a feeling like uh, the, the you know, the romantic uh, view of the uh, of the classic boxcar hobo is probably nowhere near to oh, what it really was. Like, like there, there's a reason. Like they wrote big, co big, big, big rock candy mountain, <laughs> big rock candy mountain, big rock. <laughs> Big Rock Candy Mountains. <laughs> I um, I like to think that like in the age of the internet, if yeah. the shopping cart hadn't like taken over, um, like I like to think there'd be designer bindles now. You know, with the internet, <laughs> uh, like oh, this is you know like some Gucci Mane bindles. I don't know what that means. I don't know if that's a person or not. Uh, I don't uh, know. I, design. I don't know. Gu Gucci's a uh, yeah, company. Gucci's a company. Um, so like I imagine if they're yeah like. 
Like some really cool, like in the 70s, you'd have your smiley face bindles, you know. Yeah. You'd have your tie-dye bindles. Yeah. Or you'd have your, uh, I don't know, NASA bindles. That's when you, <laughs> that's when you're very scientifically minded, but you're also, you know, a hobo. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that's, you know. Riding the rails. Yeah, that's when you're a hobo, but you're also on the moon. <laughs> We're hobos on the moon. Or, uh, or you get hobos in that big, uh, platform that the, uh, Saturn V rockets would, uh, ride onto the, uh... <laughs> See, I imagine, uh, I imagine the movie Alien, where they, you know, there's a space hobo that's, yeah. you know, that's on the ship with them. And, like, you know, they're, they're clearing out, they're looking for the alien, and then they just, like, ah, who are you? And it's just a guy sitting there, like, in the, you know, the cargo hold eating, like, a can of beans. Hey, oh, hey. howdy, ma'am, how's it going? <laughs> so, uh... Here's, here's you got a creature on here. <laughs> if you would, I could take care of him. Two dollars fifty cents. Get oh. out of here. Uh, you'll be back. And then you uh, always come back. And then it's then it's Ripley and the uh, and then an old. Well, it can't be a box car anymore. So it have to be uh, I don't know, space trolley Joe, <laughs> <laughs> space or, uh, truck, space truck Earl. Uh, freak. Crate Frank. Freight Crate Frank, I like that. Old Freight Crate Frank. Say that five times fast. Yeah. He's the uh he becomes a hero at the end. Yeah, you'll never get rid of him unless <laughs> you open up the unless you open up the uh, the, the door here. Eh? That's yeah. how you kill all the aliens in these movies. Yeah, they just they don't like space for some reason. It's a, it's an acquired taste. <laughs> he gets sucked out. Oop, oh, it's been nice knowing you. And like I imagine he he gets frozen like uh like that guy in yeah. Avengers uh, Infinity War when he gets sucked out of the cargo hatch. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, the second the next space truck comes along, like, 2,000 years later, he, like, hitches a ride. Yeah. Ooh, whew, he, like, dusts some ice off him. Like, he, he, he you know, he, uh, like, it's not the first time. Like, he has... Of course not. Like, his inside his coat are, are a lot of magnets, so the next ship that passes by, <laughs> he just sticks to. A lot of magnets and newspapers yeah. to keep him warm. Yeah. Ooh, that's a nice place we got here. Hey, this isn't my first foray in the vacuum of space. <laughs> uh, these are the things you learn as a young hobo. <laughs> You'll find out. Just make sure you exhale. <laughs> Takes out his beans, which are frozen solid. Yeah, uh, it's gonna take a while. Dang, no. Uh, they're freeze-dried. <laughs> uh, he sticks a, <laughs> sticks a spoon in there. Oops, still cold. <laughs> he just... Sticks spoon in there and then looks like a popsicle. <laughs> like, eh, yeah, that's good eating. Eh, yeah, you gotta adapt. He takes out his, uh, you know, the little car, the little lighters are in cars that you push in. Yeah, like that, that's what he's using to heat up his can of of beans. Eh, <laughs> yeah, you know that the the radiation of space is nothing compared to what we got here. It's gonna take a few a few uh, weeks for us to heat up, but once it does, it's good eating. Well, you don't worry about me, like, you know, just being, you know, being shot into space so many times, my metabolism is zero, nearly zero. He's, uh, I imagine there's, like, a nice roaring fire going on in a, um, like, maybe a nuclear containment tank or something. Like, like, like just some, you know, rusty, you know, very, barrel. like, you know, some rusty, you know, very well, uh, very rarely traveled, uh, you know, boiler system in the, in the bowels of a ship. And he's just in there, and he's he's cooking a xenomorph over, 
like in the little barrel and everything. Like, yeah, there we go. Yeah, well, you know, once the once the acid boils off, it's uh, not it's, bad. It's a bit gamey. It's it's like eating cricket. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I I really want to write a whole movie around this guy because yeah, there's something endearing about his survivor uh, yeah, quality. He, he, like. He he's his ten, he's tenacious almost by mistake. Yeah, like you know, you can't kill this guy. Yeah. This like the xenomorph can't kill this yeah. guy. He's a survivor first and foremost. I, I imagine there's almost a un, unsaid respect between him and the xenomorph. I think that there's a like he is almost uh like like Wayland Utani. Yeah. Wants to collect specimen on him first and the xenomorph second. <laughs> like they they've collected a lot of specimens and some in uh and some bean cans along the way. <laughs> oh, um, <laughs> but yeah, they, they they need to know everything they can know about this guy. He's almost a legend. He's almost yeah. a uh, like a uh, Casey Jones esque legend. Exactly. <laughs> he, he's like uh, what, what's his name with uh, he, with Babe the Blue Owl. He's like oh, uh, he's Paul Bunyan. He's like Paul Bunyan. <laughs> I, I imagine like uh, you know between star systems, his you know like the descri- his uh, description is different. Like they say he's fifteen feet tall and he eats pure rot iron. I heard he's got hands made of snakes. <laughs> Like, not even good snakes, like rattlesnakes, and maybe even some garter snakes. And there's one snake that's a cobra snake, and then a, a black mamba snake is the big snake. I heard he's a smelly old hobo. <gasps> no, he's a legend. Yeah, he stinks and he dies a lot when he goes into space. And he, he has just... never died. You'll see. You, you'll see. Wait a minute, zip. It was a bumblebee all along. You'll never see the end of the bumblebee kingdom. Well, that got him. <laughs> yeah. Smelly hobo. Bloody bumblebees. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, I'm guessing it's that prison colony from uh, Alien 3. That... It almost, the movie writes itself now. What, he cra- he crash lands? Like, I imagine he's not in a ship. He just enters the atmosphere as himself. <laughs> like, like, uh, oh boy, I was taking a meteor shower and I wound up here. <laughs> thank you, thank you. I was, I was thinking of that one for a few minutes. And I wound up here. How's it going, fellas? Is, uh... This has oxygen, right? I'm not gonna die. <laughs> like, I imagine, um... Nobody's ever escaped from this prison colony, yeah. but he's like, hey, I've escaped from way worse places than this. I escaped <laughs> from the sun. Honest to goodness, the sun. I escaped a black hole. That was a hard one. I, good oh. thing I had my, uh, I had a length of rope. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, a bell to distract the guard. And I, I got out of there. Took me nigh on four months, but I made it out of there. Clawed my way out of it. Four months or 500 years subjective. <laughs> <laughs> Once you get past the spaghettification, it's really not so hard. And you gotta bring the sauce, too, or else it's just gonna be bland. <laughs> it would have been a long, long time if it wasn't for old, my good old friend Jim Bean here. <laughs> and, like... You know, they don't know, like, is he for real or is he just full of shit? <laughs> oh, I have conquered the event horizon. <laughs> I've stared into the black void of space. And it stared back. And then we had a good time and left. And we wrestled. 
<laughs> he uh, he got a few good licks in, but well, uh, I conquered the darkness as I usually do. <laughs> oh, now they start treating him like a, some messiah, uh, <laughs> messianic treat, uh, creature. Like, like they they treat him as like uh, as the legend as we yeah you know, the legend as as we have painted him. Yeah, and you know, and uh, he just kind of like. He just kind of bumbles around like that when the alien comes on the ship, they don't even notice it. Yeah. <laughs> like he, like a few get picked off here or there, but they're just too uh, distracted. They want to just sit and hear his stories. <laughs> oh, it's an alien dog. Oh, oh, hey, Pooch. Hey, Pooch. He's petting its stomach and rubbing its tummy. <laughs> it's, it's scratching its yeah, leg. Yeah, like boom, 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 boom. <laughs> Oh, you just gotta know the right spot to treat these little yeah, buggers. Yeah, but, but don't turn your back. They will don't. They will cave your skull in the moment <laughs> you let them. All right, into the uh, into the molten steel to you. Uh, yeah, I hate them. I hate them. I can't stand them. Like I know how to treat them, but I want them dead. Yeah, one time I got uh, I got those little xenomorph fleas on me. Those little buggers hurt. I tell you that much. <laughs> Uh, they jump pretty high, too. Pretty high, indeed. And, you know, acid for blood, it's a mess. <laughs> I, got, I got one of them, uh, one of those face hugger ones, but I have such bad acid <laughs> reflux that it just didn't, you know, didn't really do anything. I, I kind of just ate the egg that it laid in me. <laughs> and then I ate the face hugger. That was pretty good. That was good. It meets a little gamey also, but, uh... Yeah, I hugged his face. He didn't like that one bit. It, it's, it's like, have you ever had crayfish? It's a uh, crawfish from crawdads, yeah. you know, it's yeah. like you make a little gumbo out of it. Yeah, it's, uh, it's not good. bad. It's like crickets. Yeah. <laughs> crickets stew. Like, he has eaten so many creatures, yeah. but it all boils down to crickets yeah. for him. Like, like that, that's the only flavor his, his, like, tongue can process because it's just <laughs> been worn down. Like, his, the surface of his tongue is like a bald tire. Uh... I got a question, uh, Mr. Mr. Uh, 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 Freight Crates Frank. Yes. Um, so how how old are you? I don't know how many years you get. <laughs> hey, look, there's been, hey, t- you know, from where I go, time is not as, you know, uh, it's linear as uh, you know, as you go. I got kicked out of the Big Bang. True story. <laughs> hey, uh. Like I, I, I kind of started that off. Everyone was kind of in one point at once, you know, having a good time and partying. And then I showed and, up. And I, I brought the tequila, <laughs> and then you, you know how that goes. And everything just scattered across the universe, going uh, at the speed of light, you know, traveling for, oof, years and years and years. And the people are still going out here. Everything's just spreading yeah, out. It was just radiation for a while until then, you know. As things happen, like we finally got hydrogen, and everyone thought that was the big thing. And uh, I gotta tell you, you know, they uh, they they threw me out way way before you know, way before the blue shift was the red shift. Yeah. And then uh, then stars happened, and then you know, yeah, you know, you know how it goes. Yeah, it's your right. Someday, you know, one day it'll all be entropy. <laughs> <laughs> and then we'll go back again. Well, sure. we won't. It's the next big adventure. Always look, I'm always looking for uh, my my box car, or I'm sorry, my freight car fra- freight freight crate Frank just sounds more and more like uh, like uh, Bill Murray from Caddyshack. <laughs> uh, so I got that going for me, <laughs> which is nice. And yeah, that's uh, like he would make every si- uh, science fiction movie just that much better. Yeah, no, I. Like, against a, a uh, kind of a, a dumb monster, I, 
it's kind of funny, but I do wonder, like, like how would he do with the hyper-advanced civilizations? Like, what would he... Like, he confronts the monolith. Uh, I think he would, uh... I think that he would sleep on it. Yeah. Uh, he'd hang, a, hang like, a hammock between two monoliths. <laughs> and that'd be it. You know, they'd go their separate ways. Yeah, I made some species evolve myself. I got, you know... A litany of different parasites, you know, changing forms and starting different colonies when they infect other people. You know, you're not the only person, you know, folks. Like when, uh, when Dave Bowman is going through the Stargate, yeah. he's like making all these, you know, crazy faces and everything as he's, you know, going through yeah. and basically reaching the ends of the limits of humanity. While, whereas Freight Crate Frank is just sitting there with his hands in his pocket. Maybe he's in a barrel doing it, like <laughs> scrubbing himself with a, you know, he's in like a, a metal bin, you know, just scrubbing himself with a, you know, with a like nice long, he, you know, thing. He's he's in that big iron tub that they yeah. had back in the 1800s. <laughs> You're like, splish, splish, it was <laughs> it's of course multicolored, you know. Of, of course. Like, yeah. Oh, did we go through a, a wormhole somehow? <laughs> I kind of missed that. I'm not. Uh, I'm not decent, folks. Like, <laughs> Freak or um, Dave Bowman. He's uh, he's doing like silent screams as the yeah, colors are changing. He, he's he, clapping his hands. <laughs> <laughs> like Dave Bowman is a uh, is a threads cut away from just losing <laughs> all of his sanity. While like uh, you know, freight car Frank. Like this is just. You know, a, another fun ride from. <laughs> yeah, this isn't the first time I broke the, you know, the you know, you know, the light barrier. It's, uh, it, it can make you go mad, but I, you know, that part of my, you know, the fear receptor of my brain is shriveled, shriveled away, and you know, died, millennia yeah, ago. A long time ago, when he's in that room where it's all the different uh, variations of him yeah. from young baby to old man, it's yeah, all the same age. Say, <laughs> like, yeah, uh, Freight Crate Frank has. Is and always has been. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and always will be. Always will be the same freight crate Frank. <laughs> like, he exists, like, beyond the universe yeah, somehow. He, he is a man beyond time. Uh, <laughs> I remember when this was the prior universe, that was a happening place. Like, the Roaring Universe, I yeah. called it. There was a, uh, like, this is almost something that H.P. Uh, Lovecraft would write about. <laughs> Like, this is almost a counterpoint to a Cthulhu monster. Yeah, he, he's one of the great old ones. Yeah. <laughs> like, most of the great old ones are terrifying creatures that drive you mad. Uh, he's the funny one. Yeah, he, he's the one that just... Yeah, he he just wanted to go about life uh, lackadaisical. He didn't want to be a... Uh, a, 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 I'd bother. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I just want to be on my own and do my own thing. I don't want to, you know, be the eye of insanity. It's like the uh, the great elders are uh, are like, cresting uh, like a mountain on Earth <laughs> and spreading insanity where, wherever they go. But he's just walking around with a harmonica. Yeah. <laughs> well, he wouldn't be doing the blues. He'd just be kind of harmonizing. Ooh, I went through the universe having a good time. Eating me an orange, eating me a lime. I'm a great old one, that's true. Bahahoo. <laughs> and that does inadvertently drive an entire village insane. Yeah. <laughs> like, it, it, it the outcome's the same. Yeah, it becomes a cult. <laughs> yeah, there are a bunch of cultists, and, you know, they, uh, like, he's trying to talk them, like, you, know, you don't have to do all that, you know, in my accord. You, <laughs> like, you know, just let those people go, and uh, you don't have to eat them. Right, just, uh, 
<laughs> people are finding like the drawings that they have during fugue states and it's yeah. just like you know uh, Freight Crate Frank you know with a harmonica and a bindle you know he's like and whenever everyone who watches or looks at this drawing gets driven mad yeah but um you know, it's a very innocuous picture yeah. of him just, you know, <laughs> playing the harmonica. Or or it's a pitch you know, it's a stick figure picture that he drew that drives people <laughs> mad. Yeah, I think this is pretty good. It really hey, captures the essence. Hey, it's my self portrait. <laughs> well yeah. if you don't like it, you don't have to <laughs> say well, so. it takes all kinds. <laughs> Everybody's a critic, aren't they? <laughs> so <laughs> Freight Crate Frank is beyond the universe. He, uh, did I ever tell you about the, uh, uh what was it, uh, universe, uh, uh, infinity minus one alpha, uh, that time ran backwards, but also sideways. It was a, it was a weird time in my life. It's my blue period. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't like to talk about it because I don't really know how to. <laughs> if I were to describe it, it uh, just gives me a headache. Yeah. <laughs> But, uh, I had some good times. I kicked around for a little bit. It's weird when, uh, you know, you kick a can and then, you know, the can comes back and then it goes for. I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm already getting a, a headache. So you, you, you kick the can and then the can just bees and then the can doesn't bee. You know what I'm saying? And then the can bees somewhere else and then the can comes back. And then it is bees. So we don't like bees. That's where all the bees come from. <laughs> Rival universes where there's one universe just filled with giant bees, and our only <laughs> our only person like that's holding back this universe is the man who was in the universe yeah. and brought it with him. Like it's not just fill, like it's not just full of bees; it's filled with bees. It's like <laughs> you know, packed to the seams. The you know all of just you know stuffed with bees. All of the observable universe is you know every every perceivable nook and cranny <laughs> is just chock full of bees. And he didn't, you know, and uh, Freight Crate Frank, he really didn't like that. He's like, there's that bees in here. There's maybe one bee too many, I'd say. A little bit too many bees. I just I uh, feel that there shouldn't be this many bees, you uh, know? Not a big fan, I'm gonna tell you. Uh, I, I I think I'm gonna leave this universe. Yeah. There's too many bees. And then he just dives into his own navel. And you know, <laughs> appears somewhere else. But one bee made it out with him, was like trapped in the navel, and yeah. that opens. There's just that that tiny thing that's causing a slow drip yeah. of bees into the universe. He's doing all he can, but <laughs> he's only you know, there's only so much he can do. Uh, and that's what yeah, yes, you know, he he tries to explain it. Like scientists have gotten like dark matter wrong. It's <laughs> not actually this thing. It's you know, the bees just pushing through in the other universe that's causing this distortion in space. Bees. Bees, bees, bees. Tries to stick his finger in the, you know, in it, and it just yeah. doesn't work. The bees are finding another way to get out. And then he just zips it up. <laughs> Puts it in his pocket for later. Yeah, the problem went away. So on that note, uh, we're at to cut it a little bit short today, but, yeah. um... Let's go talk about the movie real quick. Yep. Um, Nastika and the Valley of the Wind. Or was it Nautica? Uh, I'm terrible. Yeah, one of those Russo-Finnish type names. So, um, the Valley of the Wind. Uh, I, I think, you know, even 
Uh, a very good movie. Very you know, very good animation. The soundtrack was good. The you know the uh, the acting was good. Uh, a very good performance by everyone involved. Yeah, I love that. It was my first, uh, my first toe towing the line and stick my toe in for Miyazaki, and it definitely won't be my last. Like I'm yeah. definitely, I, I want to watch more as soon as I can. So, uh, well, that's it. Take it easy, everybody. A toodaloo. That ought to hold a little SOBs. <laughs> <laughs>